So welcome into the Backroads Podcast. Uh, been out a couple of weeks, but uh, here we are back. We got so much to talk about. Uh, wrap up the state basketball championships that went on a few weeks ago. We got state debate. We got track, tennis, golf, you name it. We got it right here on the Backroads Podcast. I'm Craig Spear with the Happy Sports Network and PressPassports.com. And I'm Bobby Brown, Texas 1A fan. Bobby, we've been off three weeks and... It seems like so much has gone on, and yet it almost feels like time has stood still. It's kind of an odd, odd spot here. Uh, it really is. <laughs> oh man, I've been so busy, and I know you have. I think everybody has. I mean, springtime is always a busy time, especially for schools, one A schools, especially because you know if you have all the spring sports, one A play, UIL academics, and then you have baseball, softball, if you have those teams, and golf, and tennis, track, and I mean, and then you have to put in all the awards, and all that good stuff, so I mean, every second counts, it seems, now until the end of school. Yeah, no no doubt there, it, it is amazing, especially at the smallest levels here in 1A, how much these kids do, I mean, not, I've got a junior who's doing tennis, got golf, has to go through track workouts, does UIL stuff, FCCLA. It's just amazing, and it's a testament to our kids out there across this great state of Texas in 1A, how much they get done and how well they do at it. I think that's the part that gets lost. Yeah, they do a lot, but it is amazing how many of them do really, really well at it as well. Right, and not just with one thing either, you know. You got lots going to. We had several in the state debate that do other things, and um, I mean, I think that we're just going to see that the, the next few months as we start seeing like the district championships and the area and regionals, and then on to state. Yeah, and everything gets so compressed here. We are, you know, at the end of March. We're fixing to see district. In, uh, in all the main sports, plus you're going to have regionals, plus you're going to have state. Somewhere in there, we've got to do the same thing with academics. And right around the corner is graduation, all crammed into about 60 days. Uh, yes. Can you imagine being an administrator? <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> I was like, you, you live with one, right? <laughs> it is a crazy time of the year. And so we're going to get right into it, and let's put a bow on the basketball season. We uh, Last podcast, we wrapped up the girls' state tournament. Let's wrap up the boys' won a state title game where Grayford upsets text line, something I don't think anybody saw coming, 42-39. to 39. And I got to tell you, shout-out to Jeff Bell there, the head coach for Grayford, over 900 career wins, and he proved it in that ball game because he went with a theory in that one to win it of saying, we're going to let Willie Luther get his points. We feel like we can control Noel Lozano down low. We're going to face guard Elias Espino and not let their third scoring option really take off. And it paid dividends. It really did. I was a little surprised at that. Um, Luther did, you know, it took him a bit to, to get going. But once he did, he was he did really well. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. I mean, but it was a three-point difference. It was anyone's game there at the end. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And, uh, you know, Grayford led by the MVP, Mark Matthews. He played a really good ball game there in that finals game. 
And uh, on the alternate team, he was joined by uh, Tegan Ford, the senior, and uh, Trent Limley, the sophomore from Grayford. That's a scary thought. So three members of Grayford end up on the alternate team and well-deserved, I think, from them. Uh, I think so, too. Yeah, that is a little scary that there's a sophomore in the mix in that group that led the UIL State All-Tournament team. And uh, those three uh, Grayford uh, players joined by two from Texline, of course, uh, Willie Luther, uh, the senior from Texline, a glorified career for him. Um, I've heard he's going to LCU. I've not gotten confirmation of that, but it wouldn't surprise me. His head coach, uh, Kobe Beckner, I know that's where he played at, so that wouldn't be a surprise to me. And then the junior Stratton Potter from Texline also on that alternate team. You know, I, I got to say, Texline was loaded, and they had two good seniors in Luther and Lozano. And then you look down, and you have some folks that aren't seniors. <laughs> you got Potter. You got Espino. I mean, I and there was some other kids that really got my attention from Textline during the Region 1 tournament. You know, I think they're going to come roaring back next year. No, they, they will always be there. Uh, Martin Herrera, another uh, uh, junior there joining uh, Potter and Espino. Hayden Drum, the sophomore. They've got Clay off of the bench. He's a freshman. So the cupboard is far from bare there in text line. And I would imagine Trent Limley, the sophomore for Grayford, he'll be looking to uh, double up for Grayford as well and lead them to a back-to-back uh, -back state title. Uh, I agree with that. But, you know, it seems like every year someone jumps out there in front. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes come November. You know, we say November, it seems like a long ways away, but it's really not. Yeah, I know <laughs> you're right there. And so that kind of puts a bow on basketball. You know, it was a really good uh, class 1A season. When you look at just the boys and the girls overall, it was nice to get through every bit of it with basically no complications. After everything we went through the last two years, that was maybe the best thing about this season. I totally agree. It was just wonderful. You could see everybody play. Um, there were hardly any restrictions, thank goodness. And so it, it kind of felt normal. I don't, but, you know, normal's relative. I don't even know what normal is anymore. <laughs> I'm with you there. Well, let's move on to state debate. And we do have a, a 2022 state champion debate team. And that is out of Rankin, Jackson Wyatt and Nick Tellez. They pick up the gold in debate. Creed Fuller and Gabriel Cerna from Hubbard get the silver. And then a tie for the bronze between Trevin King and Kaylee Sal out of Sherino and Lionel Pena and Walker Whitworth from Bruni. You know, I watched th that go on over a period of, let's see, a, a whole day. You know, they start and then every few hours after they finish competing, they have the octafinals and then they go into the quarterfinals and semifinals and finals. And um, they always choose the golden gavel or the, the, the best speaker award out of that first um, run through, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. And the golden gavel went to Ryan Phillips from Borden County. Remember, she is the very good sharpshooter from Borden County that um, won the, got second in the world championships for her age group. Do you yeah, remember that? 
I do. So she can debate you to no end. And then if she just doesn't like you, she can hunt you down from 500 yards out. Right. She, she can <laughs> kind of reminds me of that movie sniper. <laughs> the silver gavel went to Jill Williams of Jayton high school. Bronze gavel went to Walker Whitworth from Bruni. And then we had fourth place, Jesse Rabble from Aspermont. Fifth place, was Leah Salazar from Aspermont. And sixth place was Gabriella Serta Hubbard. That's awesome. So congratulations to all those state debate champions. And, of course, uh, the gold champions there, Jackson White and Nick Tellez from Rankin and uh, Ryan Phillips from Borden County picking up the gold gavel in the Speaker Awards. So there's two state things out of the way. We've got 437 other state things coming at you in the next 60 days. <laughs> So, that's right. That's what it feels like. So let's move over to your favorite subject. I know it just makes you super, super happy. And that is track. So you tell me, do we want to start in this top five or do we want to look at the schedules moving forward? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is I want to thank, I give a big special thank you to coach Brock Tyrell of the Van Horn Eagles. Um, Michael Dency and I went down to Van Horn. That's quite a drive. It's beautiful once you get to the mountains, though. And they have a lovely facility. It is just gorgeous. So um, shout out to Coach Tyrell. They treated us very well. And we got to see all the District 9 kiddos. They were the first district track meet. And most think it's really early. And, well, it kind of is. But it was a great time. We got to see lots of cool co coaches that we always talk to. And we got to cover District 9 kiddos that, that don't necessarily get covered a lot. Uh, because we really don't have, you know, it was a four and a half hour drive for me. Wow. <laughs> and, but, but it wasn't bad. I don't mind driving, obviously. But um, they have great facilities there. They've got mountains as backdrop. It was just a gorgeous place. Great facility. Great people. And let me tell you, Coach Tyrell can make some mean brisket. Mm, now, now you're talking my language. <laughs> I'm telling you, they fed us well. They're very good. <laughs> well, that, that's awesome. And you, and you talk about district going on there in District 9. So many district dates coming up. Certification deadline is April 16th, which is a little bit late, it seems to me almost. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's kind of crazy because you and I were talking before this of regional tennis will be done and over with before some of these districts get their district track meets in. That's correct. They're all over the place this year. We have several in March. And let's see, um, District 2 is this Thursday, last day of March, in White Deer. Uh, Rankin also has their, uh, that district is Thursday. It's in Rankin. I'm going down through here. District 22 is having their district track meet on Thursday. So there's, there's three more in the month of March, and that's going to be at Bowie High School. You got one on this coming Wednesday at Meridian District 25. Yes. And the last one, District 32, that one's Wednesday and it's in Lasara. Wow. And, but, you know, we've got a lot in the second and third week of April. 
but the one thing that the cool thing is four qualifiers from district will go on to area so district is comprised obviously of one district area is comprised of two districts together and it's the four best from each of those districts that compete at area and a lot of these areas are for example all of region four their area track meets are on wednesday april 20th so that'll be easy for me to track yeah, no kidding there are two districts district 23 and 24 that do not have a district meet that means they only compete at area hmm. so how does that work <laughs> More districts used to do that. I think it, it, it aids with travel. Um, but, you know, you get four to go on. And in the area, there's four qualifiers to region. But then cuts in half. From region, only the top two go. Plus the wild card that everyone always wants to know about. And that's kind of why I started doing the district track results so coaches could quickly find the wild card that number nine spot so what it is is it's the top two qualifiers from each region and then the next highest of all the regions fills the ninth spot yeah i know that, that wild card you're right that's highly anticipated everybody's trying to figure out exactly who that is and uh you know, it, it's funny because sometimes weather can play into that. Sometimes you get the wild card out of the meat that was the coldest. It's kind of just all over the board. It really is. It really is. And, you know, and you can't get the wild card until all of the areas are done. And, you know, the latest one looks like uh, looks to be um, District 17 and 18 will meet for area on Friday, April 22nd. So that will be exactly one week prior to the regional track meet. So let me ask you this. You, you and I grew up in a day and time where the area meets didn't exist. Right. You ran district in straight to regional. What's your thoughts on the area meets? Hmm. I'm so used to it. And let's face it, high school for me was a very long time ago. <laughs> Uh, I'm so used to it. I actually think it's an additional opportunity for, for kids to run and compete against each other. Now, if it was held to only two qualifiers from area, I would probably have an issue with that. But because it's four, it gives a little bit more, um, a few more kids, a greater chance to make it to the regional track meet. Um, unless you're in region two, the what we lovingly call the region of death <laughs> have you seen the times from region two i have glanced over them and we will get there here in just a second but uh, you're right region two seems to dominate the uh, track results right now that's right and we've got a I, and since we were talking about van horn uh we do have a well we've had the same leader in the high jump on the boys side for the state Elijah Gaines from Van Horn and the last couple track meets his highest height was 6'4 well I got to watch 
Mr. Gaines get over six eight on Saturday, and it was amazing. He did such a great job. Wow, that is impressive. Well, I mean, that's a good lead in because uh, if you look at the uh, top five in the state boys, and and you know, six foot eight is really really incredible. Which is a great lead into a discussion you and I had had before this, and that is several people reached out to you and said, "Hey, six foot eight, that's a state record." Well, it may be one of the best that we've seen happen in the state, even at the lowest level. Mm-hmm. But to be a state record, give us a qualifier. <laughs> you have to do it at the state track meet. And that's something I think a lot of people, they just, we're so used to records. Well, they, they did this in, in the regular season or, you know, uh, what, whatever the case is. For a state record, it really does have to be done at the state track meet. That's right. That is correct. Same thing with basketball. You know, you can score 90 points by yourself, but it's not a state record unless you do it at the state tournament. So the same thing applies with state track. So let's hope Elijah gets over 6'8", because I hear that's that's a record. No kidding. I thought you and I uh, had a good discussion on this. One of the reasons it's really hard to say, okay, well, fine. It, whether it was a district, whether it was just at a, a local track meet, area, regional, state, part of the issue you run into and, and why it's they only look at state is when you think about the morphing that has gone on with class 1A or the lowest level, used to be class B at some point in time. Right. You know, didn't get six man until a certain uh, time in history and they were lumped into one a, and then finally they broke out six man when they brought in the six a, which was, I think we were talking eight to 10 years ago. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, Hey, this kid ran X in the hundred meter dash. And, but what are you comparing it to? It's really hard to say apples to apples because you're going to look up and you're really a lot of times, especially when you look further back in history, there could be some rather large schools that were at the lower classification. When I say larger school schools that now would potentially maybe be as much as a two, a division one in football could be at that lowest level. So you're not really comparing apples to apples when you do that. Right. You kind of have to start. Um, the year that 6A came into existence and six man became 1A because all of the records that were set, from my understanding, all of the records that were set for 1A at the state track meet, even if they were by a six man uh, trackster, those moved up to 2A along with all the other schools. So, Really, six man started from scratch when we became one A with um, in regards to state records. That is, I, I, that's fascinating. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that it's something that I really didn't realize myself until last year. Uh, but you're right; all those records moved up to class two, and we really started fresh uh, when six A came into existence. So I think that's excellent for people to know and understand and. You know, it's not to take anything away from Elijah Gaines. Six foot eight is incredible at this lowest level. And it may be the best that we've seen in a really long time at the smallest level. But to truly be a state record, it's got to happen at the state meet. 
Right. And I see state records fall all the time at the state meet. You know, that's my favorite event to attend besides football. <laughs> but <laughs> Got to qualify that, you know. But I know we have the top five in state to go over. And this is from what was published last Tuesday. Remember the top five fresh stats and top five from the week prior. Those will be updated on this, let's see, this Tuesday. I pushed them out around lunchtime on Facebook and Twitter and put them on the website for everyone to view. But there were a few things besides uh, Mr. Gaines at Van Horn that really caught my attention. And so let me just give you a few of those, shall I? Guess what? You know, the Sands Lady Mustangs, they finished playing basketball just a couple weeks ago. Correct. Yes. Well, they are currently sitting in the number one spot in Region 1 for the 4x200 relay. And they are in the number one spot for the mile relay by seven seconds. Wow. That is impressive. Yes, this last... But we knew that was going to be the case. We did, and we talked about it, but, um, you know, well, about six seconds, actually. But this last week, they ran a four-minute, 23-mile relay. That's incredible. Yeah. And then over here on the boys' side, um, one athlete that we love to watch, Braxton Etheridge, he has blown the hurdles straight out of the water this week this last week in the 110 hurdles he ran a 14.4 wow and in the 300 hurdles he ran a 40.78 wow and then one other time that really got my attention the mile relay on the boys side klondike posted well actually let me back up they went to the San Angelo Relays, and that is schools from every classification. They made the finals in the mile relay, running a 332. They turned around the next day in the finals of the mile relay and ran another 332. That is almost two seconds faster than the next school on the list which is garden city in region one that is a very fast time yes no it it definitely is and uh you know somebody else on this list that really had a good showing this past weekend we had beautiful weather up here in the texas panhandle dustin bryant over at will dorado who's at the top right now 20 feet 21 feet 11 and a half inches actually long jumped at the amarillo uh, relays 22 feet three inches so he's over that 22 barrier now he did is, yeah so that's really impressive there and uh, his triple jump now at 43 feet a half inch which would uh, tie him with jamie mendoza of san isidro assuming you don't have others out there well you know like i said there were a lot of kids that did such a great job this year this last week and we had a lot of track meets um, let's see some of them. Laura Burke over in Newcastle in Region 3 ran a 13.04100. 100. 
Here's one. I know you recognize this last name because her brother is a pretty good football player for Richland Springs. Riley Bryant. I'm going to assume that's her. I'm assuming that's her brother. She long jumped 17 feet, six inches. That's impressive. Well, and you speak of that, Jaden Bryant at Richland Springs leads the way right now in the 300 hurdles. He's under 41 seconds there. So, uh, you know, a l- little bit of athleticism going on in the family. That's a little crazy. Yes, a lot of athleticism over there. It's a good thing they all share that good DNA uh, of a trackster. Let's move over to Region 4 for just a little bit. We have Kenneth Smith from Bartlett. You know, we don't get to talk about Bartlett a lot, but Kenneth Smith through the discus 130 feet and four and a half inches. Impressive. That that's 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 throwing it out there for sure. And then over in region four, you also have who you you talked about just a minute ago, Jamie Mendoza from San Isidro, 43 feet and a half on the triple jump. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So so many great uh times distances going on can't wait to see the update how many times here's a great question for you i'm sure a lot of people wonder this how many times a week do people go so when does it come out when are you coming with the latest latest numbers when are they coming out well before this season it happened a lot (laughs) um but i i think what helped is that i led with uh you know i posted several times there's great information in how it works. And that's, that's what I have on the website is how it works. And it tells you when it's going to be released and how we come to gather all the results and all that good stuff. Um, one thing I want to do is give a shout out to all the 1A track coaches. Um, the first week is always the hardest because I don't know how, but they forget we do the top five. <laughs> and then after that, I mean, they come out of the woodwork and they send me results or tell me where to get them. And I really do appreciate it. It makes my job um, compiling all this information a lot easier. So thank you to the 1A track coaches out there and to anyone out there who has been hounding your high school coach to send results in. Because if I can't find them on the internet or they're not sent to me, then I can't use them in the top five. Exactly. Exactly. So definitely a big uh, shout out to everybody there and uh, just love seeing all this updated and, uh, you know, go out, check out Texas1afan.com. Actually, it's 1afan.com. I always want to put the Texas in front of that. I figured 1a fan was was easier to type than Texas 1a fan. So I was trying to keep it easy for those typers out there. Well, we do appreciate that. Check it out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If there's a medium that you need to get to, those results are going to be there, and you want to check that out. Uh, hot and heavy, everybody loves that, and uh, you know it's just it's great to follow and something that nobody else does in any other classification. Uh, that's right, because I I keep getting I keep getting two A results, <laughs> um, and we've had a. You're not going to do that? No, I uh, no. No, well, I one A has my heart, and 
I'm telling you, uh, compiling all these results is not for the faint of heart. I promise you, I spend many hours doing it. But you know, just like you said at the very beginning, it's my favorite thing. I love it. And, yeah. but, I, but I'll only do it for 1A. That's it. Okay, well, we'll let you get by with that then. So that's a look at uh, track and what's going on there. Lots of uh, impressive efforts uh, across this state. You know, golf and tennis are going on. We don't, I, I guess we could start creating results of that. I don't know how in the heck we would pull that one off. But uh, when we talk about golf and tennis, district coming up, I know uh, District 3, District Golf is Monday. District Tennis is Tuesday. So all of that is right here. Regional Tennis comes up middle of April. State Tennis at the end of April. And then golf is one week behind it, uh, both at the regional and the state uh, level. So uh, we'll be done with tennis and golf before we know it. Oh, definitely. And then we'll be right into baseball, softball, and track and academics. And, you know, it all happens, like we said, in a very short time period. But for those of you wondering why we don't follow, you know, baseball, softball, tennis, golf, religiously, um, it's because those results would be very incomplete. Until we get district, we can't really compile anything because they're kind of an afterthought, it, you know, because you've got all these track meets and I guess it's because the larger sports or the sports that have more kids in them kind of overshadow those. That doesn't mean they're not just as important. They are. I played all of them and I loved all of them, but I've just, I've tried to get results and it's very hit and miss. So I feel like I would be doing a disservice to most 1A schools if I tried to do that. But I do go and look up the district or any type of um, advancing type competi competitions and try to get that information out to everybody. No, you're, you're exactly right there. Um, you know, it, it's funny because even at Press Pass Sports uh, that I do with my buddy Kel Steed, you know, we're just looking at the Texas Panhandle and even then trying to get baseball and softball results for up to 2A, sometimes even 3A can be almost impossible. And uh, you just, it's hard to get those results. And, and you would spend more time chasing them down than the impacts that you could get out of them. So I completely understand exactly where you're coming from. It's not that we don't care about those results. We, trust me, I got a kid that plays tennis and golf. I care very deeply about those results. It's just so hard to track down and find out what's going on. It really, when it comes to those sports, it takes off when you reach the playoffs for baseball and softball. That's when things really kick into high gear. When you get to the regional meets for golf and tennis, that's where those kick into high gear. So uh, we've got plenty of that coming at you. It's just hard to get that in what I would quote, you know, quote unquote, the regular season going on in those sports. Yes, that is correct. You know, one thing that I forgot to say about the District 9 track meet is that the Balmeray Bears and Lady Bears won the district track meet. Wow. Impressive. It is impressive. So the shout out to the Balmeray Bears. They take home the district championship for District 9 in track in both boys and girls. Make sure that you keep an eye out Tuesday afternoon. Uh, 
also just a heads up for district track i compile all of those i compile all the area results and i put them all into one spreadsheet and i'll be since we already have one district track meet complete i will put that up this evening on the website that way you can keep an eye on who's doing what in the district competitions across 1a should be fantastic well bobby before we get out of here you know when you talk about six man of course obviously football kind of reigns supreme when you look at it and she's going to tease out there I've, I've, I've seen a little bit of a uh a foreshadowing of what we could see at the Jayton Gridiron Classic, which is a fabulous event that goes on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, first week of the football season. You want to buy tickets now because there are some absolutely potentially great matchups. Obviously, things can change between now and when they make that a little more official, but holy cow, it looks like a great thing. And you said they're also doing the same thing now in Alpine. They are. They had one last year. It was an all-day Saturday thing. And we talked to the Marfa coach who basically um, organizes that. And he said, they're doing it again this year and invited us to go down there. We were debating. I know that Michael will probably go down there. Um, I will probably be in Balmeray at their brand new football stadium because Rankin is going to Balmeray to play that first week. So, and that happens on a Friday night. So, I might go over to Balmeray and then scoot on over to Alpine to catch that Saturday lineup. And we should have that coming pretty soon. That will be fantastic. Well, Bobby, that's going to wrap it up for us for this week. We'll come back at you probably in a couple of weeks. We'll kind of try to get uh, uh, all of the uh, district, some of these district things out of the way, see if we can get some more results we don't want to bore people with the same old stuff every single week. Plus, so much is going on. Um, if, if you don't believe it, uh, don't check out Bobby's calendar because it is just packed full. And she has a real-time job. So we'll come back at you in a couple of weeks, have a lot more great information for you. But until then, I'm Craig Spear with the Happy Sports Network and PressPassports.com. And I'm Bobby Brown, Texas 1A fan. Remember, go forward and do good.